Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. I am your host, James Orr, and this is another episode of the servingrealestateinvestors.com podcast, webinar series, Substack, all the stuff that we're doing for this stuff. And today we're continuing on with a series of classes we've been doing on why work with different types of real estate investors. And today is a, a more of an unusual one. Today is why work with real estate bird dogs. And you may be saying to me, James, what, what even is a bird dog? And are bird dogs just wholesalers? And the answer is no. They're not actually just wholesalers. So bird dogs are folks that are interested in researching and digging out potentially prospective sort of deals in a marketplace. Then they usually turn that over to some type of either real estate investor directly or a wholesaler or in some rare cases, a real estate agent. But they're really like the guys or the gals that are more of an admin role that want to sit at their computer or drive around neighborhoods and potentially find perspective deals. So bird dogs might do something like uh, drive for dollars, if you've heard of that before, where they drive around neighborhoods looking for uh, the houses where the grass is really overgrown, um, the, the shrubs and everything else are covering all the windows, you really can't see anything, and there's 37 old rotting newspapers sitting on the front porch and in the driveway, um, and you know the, the kind of like the parts of the house are falling down like like they look for abandoned uh properties and then they go and they do research on who owns that property then they turn that lead over to a wholesaler or a real estate investor or a real estate agent as a potential deed and a, a deal and then a uh you know a wholesaler or a real estate investor or an agent may pay them whatever it is you know twenty dollars per property that they find or you know a hundred dollars if they go and they do all the comps and you know, kind of research the property and determine you know, who the owner is, what they think the property is is it would be worth if it were fixed up, and they provide them you know a whole folder of comparable sales data and all that other stuff. But it's really like a research and administrative type position because they have no intention of contacting the seller, they have no intention of going out there meeting with the seller and negotiating the terms of the deal. That is typically downstream from them. So like wholesalers. They're typically meeting with the seller. They're negotiating the terms of the deal. They're tying up the property with a contract, usually a contract that they can assign to someone else and get paid a fee to sell their, their rights in the contract to someone else. That's typically how wholesalers do it, although they can go get a contract, close on the property, and then try to immediately resell the property, ideally the same day, um, and, and basically collect a fee as to what they bought it for versus what they're selling it for. Or they collect a fee to assign their rights to be able to close on the property to the end user real estate investor who is going to buy it to buy and hold or buy it to flip it or whatever they're doing with the property. Okay. So the wholesalers are typically the guys that meet with the seller, negotiate the terms, tie up the property with an assignable contract or some other type of contract. And then they sell the rights to their contract to a real estate investor, or they close on the property and then immediately resell it to a real estate investor. That is more of a salesperson role. If you think about it, right. They're having to get in front of sellers, they're having to negotiate terms. They're in sales. They're selling the seller on the terms of their offer. You know, why they why a seller should accept their offer versus all the other options that they have. It's a sales role. They're trying to convince someone to do something. It's salesmanship, right? Bird dogs are not usually in that role. They're usually doing the research and identifying properties, and they like going out there and do that. 
the and they're usually being paid admin slash research rates. This is the bird dogs are not making a ton of money, right? They're not making you know thirty thousand dollars a deal like a real estate investor might flipping a property, right? The bird dogs are usually making I don't know. 10, 20, 50 dollars. In some cases, a wholesaler may try to arrange it where they're like, hey, listen, if I buy the property, I'll pay you 500 bucks. Right? Because a wholesaler might go in there and make five thousand dollars or ten thousand dollars or more wholesaling the deal. And so they say to the bird dog, hey, listen, if I do this, I'll pay you 500 bucks. And the wholesaler or the bird dog may say, Yeah, I'd rather get paid five hundred dollars on the deals you close rather than being paid whatever it is, twenty-five dollars for the research I did on this particular property or $50 or whatever is negotiated because this is a wide range of negotiations going on here, okay? So that's what bird dogs do. That's what wholesalers do. And then the end user real estate investors, we've talked about a lot of these in the past. There's lots of different variations. There's the buy and hold investors that are planning on holding properties for a long period of time. There's the flippers that are planning on going in there, buying the property, fixing it up and reselling it immediately. There's like all the creative financing guys. Like there's all sorts of variations, nomads and house hackers and stuff like that. But that's all separate groups. Really, this is the the kind of like bird dogs, wholesalers, and then all the other groups of real estate investors combined into this last category, okay? So that's what they are. So what are the pros and cons of working with bird dogs when you are a real estate agent, lender, accountant, you know, whatever else you're doing there? So really, what are some of the pros and cons? So some of the pros of working with real estate uh, bird dogs is they often already are choosing to work for relatively small dollar amounts. So they may be willing to do some admin work for you that could lead to listings or closed deals. You know, they're, they're, also, they're already telling you, look, and I'm willing to go out there and do research on this property where someone's willing to pay me whatever it is, 20 bucks for every abandoned house um, I find. So any vacant property that is not currently listed for sale in the MLS uh, I'll pay you $20. You know, a, a real estate wholesaler may decide to do that for someone. That way they could chase them down and do all that. Well, if you're a real estate agent, wouldn't you want to know about those for potential listing opportunities? So they may be willing to do that same work for you as a real estate agent. So that may be one of the pros of working with those. Now, there is a relatively narrow, well, but it's very well-defined content that you may be able to share with these guys that are interested in. If you teach a class on how to find uh, potential deals, they may show up because they may want to be able to find more deals so they can get paid more from their wholesaler or their real estate investor. Okay. Or if you do a class on how to do comparable sales and part of their role for the wholesaler that they're working for, and maybe they're working for more than one. Sometimes you'll have a bird dog that's working for, you know, three or four or five, and then they got to determine whether, you know, they're providing the leads exclusively or to all these different folks. But I digress. Um, but basically, you know, they may um, they may be providing comparable sales data, showing the wholesaler what the property might be worth as part of their package. So they may be doing that work for them. Well, if you're a real estate agent and you know they're willing to do you know comparable sales research, that could be helpful for you. It could be a way for you to outsource some of your comps. You know, almost like a contract basis where you help that where they help you do some of that stuff. So, or if you're teaching classes, that may be a way to attract them to do the classes. You know, they can come and they're interested in learning how to do comps and you could go teach them how you want someone to do comps. And by telling them, you know, this is your preferred way of doing comps this is how it works. And this is what some other people do and why you don't think it's appropriate to do it this way. And you could teach them what the best practices are. And then if you decide you want them to help you with some comps on some properties, maybe they do that for you. 
you know, we have a, we're, right now in uh, our marketplace, we're about to see the, the new assessment values coming out. So a lot of people are getting the assessment notifications in the mail. And because the properties have been going up very rapidly for the last few years, everyone is shocked at how high their taxes are. And so I've gotten contacted by a bunch of people asking me, hey, James, are you, are you providing a service where you protest the assessment on behalf of clients? You know, I'll pay you to do it. And so this could be a way for you to hire out somebody pulling up all the comps for individual properties. Then maybe you review them, cross-check it, make sure that, you know, the work that they did is valid. And then you could actually provide that as a service to your clients. Maybe it's free as a way to maybe get listings, or maybe you charge them for doing that. Okay. So because there's a narrow well of some content that they're interested in, all the research and admin sort of stuff, there are classes and reasons for you to stay in touch. They may also want to come to your investor meetings because they want to meet more wholesalers and more real estate investors so that they can potentially do this work for them as well. So that may be another reason. Now, they may also end up becoming clients for other deals. You know, they're obviously interested enough to do some real estate investing and they're hungry. They're doing some type of either job, full-time job where they're doing this or more likely they're doing it as a side hustle to earn a little extra money. So they may end up becoming clients for other types of deals for you. They may become nomads or at least buy an owner-occupant buyer, owner-occupant property from you as a buyer. So because you help them and are adding value and they want to do more real estate investing deals in the future, they may choose to work with you as a real estate agent or lender or accountant or whatever in order to you know, become a client. Um, they could also give you referrals of retail properties to list. So sometimes the wholesaler would be like, you know, this isn't a deal. Um, I contacted them. They're, they're more retail. And the wholesaler doesn't have a relationship with you. But the, now the bird dog could say, hey, look, I didn't get paid on this one. You know, maybe if I give it to this other real estate agent and they give me a listing, they will pay me for doing the admin work of doing the research. Because a lot of times as real estate agents, we can't pay someone like a fee, like a referral fee or a commission if we get a listing or something like that. I think in a lot of markets, that is frowned upon and would be some type of violation of, you know, your rules um, or laws. I'm not even sure which one it would be, but you may be maybe problematic for you to do that. But could you pay someone who is an independent contractor to provide comparable sales data for you? I think that's probably legit. Of course, go talk to your managing broker and make sure that, you know, you're setting this up correctly and appropriately, you know, however it needs to be done in order to keep it clean and keep it neat and be able to do that. So, you know, maybe they provide you, they do, they do part of your uh, prep work for going on the listing. And in exchange for that, you pay them a fee. So I don't know, whatever you work out, figure that out. So they could actually refer you to the ones that were more retail clients that then could be potential listing agreements for you. You reach out to them and say, you know, I realize you met with this other wholesaler. I realize that you, uh, you know, they offered that they made you was too low. And I agree that was a low offer. Um, if you were to decide to list it, I might be able to help you sell it for more in this price range based on the comparable sales that I'm seeing. If you're interested, I can come out there and uh, talk to you about doing that or whatever your version of a listing presentation is. Um, you may not want to talk about price before you get out there and all that other stuff. So whatever you want to do. Um, could be a source of other real estate investor clients. You know, if, if they are, if they discovered your classes and they want to learn about doing this stuff, but they're working with people who aren't engaged in looking up you know, real estate investor meetups and classes and stuff like that, they could be a source of introducing you to other clients that could be good clients for you. You know, fix and flip clients, if you happen to be in a market and you're serving those guys, or long-term buy and hold clients, if you're serving those guys. So these could be sources of additional 
more traditional real estate investor clients for you by working with the uh, bird dogs. Some of the downsides. So remember, they're choosing, often choosing to work for smaller dollar amounts, like admin type fees, making it harder for them to become clients directly. So because they are not earning as much doing this thing, it might be harder for them to qualify to buy a property themselves. So, you know, helping them understand, you know, how to do the business where they can actually make a little bit more money or, you know, walking them through some of the math might actually help them do some stuff. But it could be a downside if they're choosing to work for the smaller dollar amounts. Uh, they're not the real estate investor directly. Uh, so they're not usually buying and selling themselves. So this is sort of a long way around. It is not a direct path to doing immediate transactions. And often they're not directly teaching content that will result in direct real estate brokerage transactions and new loans um, because the content you're teaching them, it tends not to be the like direct leading to transactions sort of content that we would typically do. You know, doing comparable sales, a class of comparable sales is not usually a class where you're going to acquire a lot of clients directly. It's not the topic that attracts that people, okay? So those are the pros and cons of working with bird dogs. Hopefully it's helpful for you to just sort of understand, you know, like where these fit in sort of priority of all the different types of real estate investors from bird dogs to wholesalers to buy and hold to flippers to nomads to house hackers to, you know, like bird guys, like there's all sorts of variations. And like, I'm trying to go through and be comprehensive about like, so this is this type of person. How do we work with them if we decide to work with them at all? And what are the pros and cons of working with them? And what are some things we could do and how it might work? That's all I got for you. Hopefully you enjoyed the class. This has been James Orr. Have a great day. Bye-bye for now.